I can make my brush travel thousands of miles away or within spitting distance. The image was created naturally without artificial intervention and was obtained by skilled individuals by chance. It's not me that's creating this painting. The artistic image is already there, and nature is simply borrowing my hand to present it just like that. So says the maestro, who's orchestrating beauty with the stroke of his brush. And as he speaks, he smoothly brushes down another stroke of ink on a giant piece of paper, the same size as the wall it's fixed on. His once jet black hair has gracefully yielded to the passage of time, leaving a glittering touch of silver that frames a face carved with the stories of a lifetime. And his eyes, though crinkled at the corners, shine with an undiminished vitality. With his uninhibited and freehand style, the brush wanders smoothly on the paper, revealing the painter's passion and undoubted confidence in the image he's depicting. When I'm painting, I'm totally unconcerned about personal gain or loss from my paintings. It's all in my brush strokes. Bold and unconstrained by nature, this 86-year-old painter splatters a few more strokes of ink onto the paper as he speaks. This is Fan Song, a contemporary master of traditional Chinese ink and wash painting, and an esteemed scholar of traditional Chinese culture. His works fuse elements of landscape, flowers and birds, and forms of poetry and calligraphy. However, the artist is best known for his skillful execution of figurative paintings, such as Lao Tzu leaving the Hangu Pass, the one he's painting before the camera at this very moment. Among all the ancient Chinese sages and literary masters, Fan Zong appreciates Lao Tzu the most. One of the most popular depictions of the sage is Lao Tzu riding a buffalo, which is also the main theme of Fan Zong's painting of the sage. Legend has it that when leaving Luoyang to the western regions, he gave a compendium of his teachings to a guard stationed at the Hangu Pass before heading west on his buffalo, the compendium dating back more than 2,000 years, later becoming the earliest known Taoist teaching and making Lao Tzu the founder of Taoism. I appreciate Lao Tzu's philosophy very much. His greatest concept is about existence and non-existence. He believes that the two were never apart, without precedence. They came together. He even goes further and discusses how ancient Chinese wisdom chimes with modern astrophysics in the West. In fact, Lao Tzu's idea of Wu Zhong Shen Yu, or to create something out of nothing, is in line with modern Western astrophysics. Stephen Hawking's Big Bang Theory emphasizes singularity, which features a place that mathematically has no area, volume, or length. In Chinese philosophy, that's what we call Wu, or non-existence. 
According to the Big Bang theory, there was a singular explosion that created all space, energy, and matter that we consider to be the universe, similar to Laozi's belief of existence and non-existence. Fan Tsung speaks with admiration and great respect as he shares the discovery, displaying a demeanor totally different from his previous boldness while splattering ink onto the painting. Then he continues the swift and decisive movements on his brush. The air is infused with the faint aroma of ink and paper, and with the concrete image already in his head, a Lao Tzu leaving the Hangu Pass painting is completed in merely 20 minutes. Fan Tsung refers to his passion for painting as Chi, which means becoming a rational for someone or a personal liking. In his own words, his Chi towards painting has become a lifelong pursuit. To remain obsessed with painting, to be capable of writing, occasionally composing a poem or two, then to continuously read about historic and modern studies. These are not only the basic requirements I have for myself, but also the fundamental evaluation of my life. In the place of this ocean of knowledge, I am humbled and will forever remain a learner. Born on July 5, 1938, in southeastern Jiangsu province of China, the renowned artist keeps a routine of getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning to read, compose, and paint along with the earliest rays of dawn. Quoting from English scholar William Horman, Manners maketh man. Although neither English nor living in the 15th century, it's undeniable that Fan Tsung's demeanor reflects a rather retro and traditional literati style leading people to imagine that an ancient Chinese junzi or Chinese gentleman should look just like him. He shares that his enthusiasm for traditional Chinese thinkers and literati is a heritage cultivated by his own family ever since he was young. Born into a literary family in Nantong, eastern China's Jiangsu province, Fan Zong received a good family education from childhood. His ancestors were renowned for writing poems and calligraphy. Chinese literary and artistic culture is a unified entity where famous poets like Su Dongpo and Mi Fu were also skillful painters. Same goes in my family. My father graduated from the Shanghai Academy of Fine Arts, so apart from teaching me poetry and calligraphy, he also taught me to paint when I was little. I used to draw with crayons, pencils, and sometimes drew with chalks on the walls. All of these sparked my interest from a young age. Under such influence, Fan Tsung basically grew up with brush in his hands and traditional Chinese poems and teachings in his ears, which cultivated an upright and outspoken characteristic within him at a very young age. Still a teenager, Fan Zeng was admitted as the youngest member of the local art association, elevating his painting skills by learning from other members' artworks. At the age of 19, he attended the Central Academy of Fine Arts, where he officially focused his study of traditional Chinese painting 
under senior master painters. Years of devoted study in painting, art history and classic literature have integrated Fan Tsung's artworks with profound philosophical impressions. Though under the guidance of famous artists in contemporary China, Fan Tsung never stopped looking for a style of painting of his own. In my opinion, the formation of an individual style is not a process of rational exploration, but a natural process of emergence. It's through this natural process that my style of painting has taken shape. It's not my teacher's style or that of ancient masters. It's Fan Zhen's style, and that, I believe, is the most important thing. Sometimes, upon the completion of a painting, he deliberately leaves a few drops of the ink running down from the freshly painted stroke to the bottom of the paper, leaving some traces of the natural shape of gravity as part of his artwork. That reveals the ink splattering technique in a more natural way. The ink splattering technique Fan Zong refers to is one that he uses quite often for his artworks, where the largest size of brush is used to fill in a blank space with large areas of ink blocks without setting out the lines or shapes. He says this kind of skill suits his character the best, especially when painting traditional Chinese figures and sages. The defining characteristic of ink splattering painting is that they are created when the painter is passionate about what he or she is painting. At that moment, success or failure of that splattering is not considered at all, and once completed, they possess a vivid presence. But even with ink splattering, the depiction gets very subtle and detailed when it comes to the figure's expressions. Indeed. Though often presented with big areas of ink and lines, Fan Zong's paintings are never lacking in details. On top of the atmospheric ink splattering style, he's also keen on capturing the essence of his subject with concise lines. Unlike other types of Chinese paintings that are traditionally more stylized and abstract, Fan Zong's paintings aim to make the facial gestures of the characters look more realistic. While appreciating his work, one will get the impression of looking at a sketch accomplished not by pencil but through the weaving of ink and wash brush strokes with vivid depiction of the figure's facial expression, gestures and charisma in general. Such a harmony between freehand colouring and realistic details therefore forms a delicate but unique personal style by Fan Zong that has attracted admirers not just in China but also around the globe. His artworks first gained international recognition during an exhibition held in Japan, which caused a sensation there. And as Fan Zung's paintings grew in fame, he began to hold solo exhibitions in various Asian countries like Japan and Singapore throughout the 1980s. In 1984, a permanent museum was built in Japan to house his artworks. Back then, the country had two art museums dedicated to foreign artists, one for Picasso and one for Fan Zong. Meanwhile, beyond Asia, 
His artistic influence combining the Eastern and Western styles also resonates with people from different civilizations. In 2015, I have seen how the master's paintings impacted the great city of Rome, known for the splendors of its arts. The Italian president himself came to visit the master's exhibition. It is because it comes from the depths of the Chinese civilization that the art of Fanson can move the arts of people across the world. Notes David Gosset, the founder of the China-Europe-America Global Initiative, which reflects upon Fan Tsung's 2015 art exhibition held at the Complesso del Vittoriano in Rome, in Italy. The exhibition showcased Fan's masterpieces from the past three decades. Later, Italian President Sergio Mozzarella awarded Fan Tsung the Commendatore of the Order of Merit, which is the highest honor the Italian Republic can bestow on an individual who has made exceptional contribution to the civic, cultural and professional life of Italy. And the artwork pieces were well received among the European viewers. In my understanding, Chinese philosophy is a system of insight and induction, while Western philosophy is a system of logic and deduction. These two philosophies explain the universe from different perspectives. However, Though they vary in approach, Fan Zeng also believes that there's a shared essence of humanity across different philosophical perspectives. Just like the communal appreciation of art goes beyond language and borders, Fan Zeng also absorbs different painting methods to illustrate the same spirit. He points at his ink and wash portrait of Albert Einstein as a good example. The smartest person of the 20th century should be Albert Einstein. He was an extraordinary scientist who completely transformed classical physics. So I depicted him with a gaze full of wisdom. Back then, I started painting from his left eye to the right one, and I remember being very careful with the distance between the two eyes, trying to keep it very precise for the wise and sharp look. Then I painted his nose and the corners of the mouth, which required skills in both realistic painting and traditional Chinese line drawing. So this is why I believe that a good painter must be versatile. Pointing back at his painting, where Albert Einstein's hand holds a smoking pipe, Fan Zong adds, like this part here, I did it in Chinese calligraphic strokes, and I believe this is the reason why my artworks have received critical acclaim globally. It's because my works, in a way, reflect philosophy, literature and calligraphy of the Chinese nation that appeals to both the East and the West. In 2014, which marked the 50th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations between China and France, the National Museum of China held a joint art exhibition to mark the event. During the exhibition, the paintings of Fan Zong, along with the sculptures of renowned French sculptor Jean Cardot, were presented in a dialogue that discussed inherited traditional art as well as innovation in future art. He said, you are a 
So Mr. Cardot commented that my paintings gave him a sculptural feel, and he asked how it was done that way. I replied that when I was painting, I do not perceive the paper as a two-dimensional space, but a three-dimensional one. And when I paint those lines, I imagine them as the edges of a three-dimensional layer instead of the outlines of a chunk of ink. Over the years, Fan Zheng has been continuously passing his knowledge of painting as well as his understanding of Chinese literature and philosophy down to his students. Starting back in 1993, he was made department head and became a professor at the School of Eastern Art at his alma mater, Nankai University. And when Fan Tsung and his students aren't having classes, he often hosts games or competitions on writing Chinese couplets. Although they are primarily learning painting skills from Fan Tsung, his students enjoy these poem writing games and find it fascinating that their learning style is similar to how Fan Tsung was taught to combine his artistic studies with history and classic literature when he was much younger. Fan Zheng then explains that the aim of the game is to inspire his students to react fast and compose a matching answer with the same rhyme and number of characters to his given poem in a short amount of time. There are several games that we play where we just simply write poems and Chinese couplets for fun. It could go on and on for hours. Sometimes I and several PhD students of mine will indulge in composing for so long that the game lasts from evening all the way to midnight. Every time an answer is given, Fan Zheng will carefully examine it and give feedback. In the eyes of his students, he not only inspires them to learn, but also to learn from their creativities as well. Even years after graduation, some of his students still come to visit Fan Zheng from time to time and use the game as a way to connect with their teacher. I've been following Mr. Fan's teaching for almost 30 years, and I can see that he is constantly learning and keen to update his perspectives says Liu Bo, a professor at the Chinese National Academy of Arts and a former student of Fan Zheng. If you come across him a few days after a previous conversation, he will suddenly bring up some new thoughts and keep on chatting with you. He's always learning. To me, Mr. Fan is not only an artist, but also a lifelong learner. Besides creating calligraphy and paintings and spending time with his students, the greatest joy for the 86-year-old painter nowadays is to teach his younger students, who are his grandchildren. Whenever the children come for a visit, Fan Zheng always teaches them poetry and recites together with them. He believes the success of generations of their inheritance allows ancient wisdom to transcend time and remain ever fresh. His favorite painting in recent years remains Lao Tzu leaving the Hangu Pass. Since his youth, Fan Zheng has painted over a hundred pictures under this theme. 
Some of these works may seem similar, but the differences between them are rather subtle and difficult to express in words. For Fan Zong, every depiction of Lao Tzu brings a new insight that's different from the previous one. He says that he tends to add in his own style to reflect his communication with Lao Tzu through many of his portraits of the sage. Throughout history, many have depicted Lao Tzu, but the Lao Tzu I paint is through my own interpretation. In Chinese philosophy, everything comes and goes is a process, fleeting, flowing, and nothing ever remains stagnant. And when I'm painting Lao Tzu leaving the Hangul Pass, these ideas swirl in my mind. Consequently, the Lao Tzu I depict is filled with ethereal qualities. Sometimes he looks far into the distance or gazes at the flowing water, projecting a sense of serenity. In his painting of Lao Tzu, another important figure appears to be a little boy, who's usually leading the buffalo or following Lao Tzu by his side. In recent years, many have noticed that Fan Tsung tends to paint the boy's face with his own facial figures, as if he has become the boy in the painting, accompanying Lao Tzu on his voyage to the undiscovered land and knowledge. Many believe that this reflects Fan Tsung's own life journey, in which he would constantly progress along the path of Chinese classical art and culture, keep learning and always exploring. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Fu Yin Shi Zhuo Yi Shan Chou